Welcome to the SNA Live podcast, hosted by Three the Hard Way. This is for the culture. Black and Latinx, where you at? What's good, cigar fam? And welcome to SNA Live, the podcast not just about cigars and cigar lounges, but life in general. Because if you're smoking cigars with your peoples in a nice lounge and only talking about cigars, then you missed the whole motherfucking point. We're recording as always from Smoking Ashes Cigars and Haberdashery, the newest, hottest cigar lounge in these United States. Now seen on one institution media's platform, in addition to our usual platforms. With me as always are my partners in crime, Malik and Ryan. Say what's up to the people. What's good? What's good? What's going on? What's going on, world? Blessed to be here. Blessed to be here. This is episode number six. Damn, we're at number six already. Yeah, we are. Entitled 84. We're going to be talking about the best movies in 1984. Oh, boy. The best sports moments of 1984. Oh, boy. Music memories of 84. And we're having our segment, What You Rocking With Today, where we're going to talk about Malik, Ryan, and myself, whatever we're rocking with for this particular week, this particular day, this particular episode. And with that being said, as usual, cut your stick, light them up, and let's get it popping. Welcome to SNLA Live, a podcast like no other. Featuring three the hard way. You, you want it? You got it. Yes. Yes. We are back. Episode six. We are going on a memory trip. We're going down the corridors of our mind. When we was growing up, watching movies, listening to songs, and watching videos. So as you join us, it's a perfect time to grab your stick, grab your seat, grab your drink, and let's rock. I'll say it again, I've said it before. Something about that reverse that hits yeah. with the intro. With yeah. the, I don't know. It's just different. Man. It's like peanut butter and jelly. Yo. Yes, it, just it, goes, it just goes together. Yes, it does. It just man. goes together. Yo, so 1984, man. Like, we had said this in, in, in the previous episode, episode number five, entitled The Three Mics. Check it out. We had talked about how the United States' biggest export is culture. And the 80s, I think, cemented the culture of the United States. But 1984, for whatever reason, the gems, the jewels, the bangers that came out that year was unrivaled by any other year in the 80s and any other year period in the history of these United States. I think that came out when we were just talking one day here. We yeah. were just talking about the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we, we, talk- we started going off through the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Like, wait a minute. What, what, when did these hit? But he's, well, it was 84. So that we started 84. looking back. He's like, wait a minute. 84? 84? 84? 84? 84? 84 is iconic. 84? Yeah. Orson Welles has something right. He knew something about 1984. It was crazy. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. But before we get into our topics, we got to, as always, talk about what we're drinking, what we're smoking. So let's start with what we're drinking. And Leek, since you brought the bottle, I'm going to let you tell the people what we're sipping on tonight. Size yes, don't yes, matter. Yes, either. sir. Yes. Size does not matter. Definitely not in this situation. Not with this fucking situation. Nah, man. So Plenty of motion is... in the ocean with this one. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of it. So this is the Widow Jane, aged 10 years, uh, American, American Oak Barrel. 91 proof. This shit is hitting right now, just to let you know. Um, just a little backstory. I had to look up, you know, look this up first time having it. Um, it's founded by Daniel Preston. Uh, obviously, 
based out of Kentucky. So a little 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 story behind this, what I thought was interesting. So he has an office in Brooklyn. Okay. The reason why he's he has an office in New York is that the water that he uses from this is um, from it was from the Widow Jane Mines in Rosendale, New York. Have you ever heard? Of Hell no. Widow Jane Mines. Uh, that's real. Yes, it's real. real. So that, that, that's is that they, Long Island? Rosedale is in Long Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? So yeah. much like New York pizza, it's all about the water. It's all about exactly. Oh shit. Okay. Yep. Okay. And all the all the bottling and the proofing is done here in New York. You learn something new every day. Exactly. Jane Mines. Never heard of it. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, he's the new host of uh, Jeopardy. Reading Rainbow guy too. Really? LeVar Burton, yeah, yeah, yeah. heard wow. he got a spot, yeah, okay. yeah. How crazy is that? Shout out LeVar Burton. Yeah, big ups there. Reading Rainbow, throwback. People don't give him enough credit, man. Not also off 80s. topic. I'm sorry. It is also the 80s. Yeah, Reading Rainbow. I'm sorry to even cut into the drinking. Wow. Yeah. But real talk, man. We always talk about like Mr. Rogers and everybody else. Nobody gives a man LeVar the, the he. Yeah. We all grew up watching him. Yeah. I don't That's know. Crazy. He needs some more respect. Man. I don't care how gangster you are. If you an 80s baby. Don't front like you wasn't watching Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow. <laughs> yeah, no, you definitely did though, man. Classic show, but yeah, um, this yeah, Widow Jane hitting different. It's definitely hitting. Has like uh, hints of like apple and maybe like a little raisiny type of taste, but uh, whatever. It's this is definitely hitting right now. Definitely. With that proof, man, it's it's, a, it's also a hint of fucking smack in the mouth, <laughs> pimp slap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> little sips here, little sips. What so, you smoking on, Rock? I am smoking. Black Star Lines Warwich. Okay. Black owned. Black owned company. Big shout out to Eric. This Warwich has a Connecticut shade wrapper, a Nicaraguan Criollo binder, and the fillers are from Jalapa and Esteli, Nicaragua as well. Yes, sir. This is also rolled in the Aganorsa Leaf mm-hmm. Company. Yes, They're the ones that put this together in the factory down there for Black Witch. I'm sorry. Black Star Line Warwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, great smoke. It's my second time having it. Mm. I had one earlier in the summer when we had City Cigar Week here. Okay. Uh, big shout out to uh, one of our members, Colin, who put us on to. Yes, because the owner is uh, the Noops, as they call He's a Noops, yep. Yes. One is a Noop. Yes. That's right. So Colin put us on to this. For those that don't know, that means Thank he you. is a Kappa. 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 Yeah. Absolutely. Black sorority. Correct. Shout out all the HBCUs. Correct. Fraternity. Yeah, fraternity. 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 Not sorority. Not sorority. Facts. You said sorority. Not That's okay. It happens. Yeah, yeah it happens. My, my, my it's bad. It's the I told you that Widow Jane slaps. <laughs> <laughs> yo, it's, That's it's, what I was playing. Yo, it's very real. So yeah, no. Um, big up to the you know Eric and this this, this fantastic mm-hmm. stick and the company does well with us here. You know we have Definitely. it down here on two hundred Wall Waven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey. Zero seven triple six. Holla at your boys. Shameless plugs. So that's what I'm smoking. Bleak, what are you smoking on? So I went with this Southern Draw Jacob's Ladder. Now, if you want something with some punch, this right here, this right here, this right, right here, here this right here, here, for real. So the Lancero is actually even stronger than this, but this is the Toro. Um, still a really a good smoke. Um, again, Southern Draw. Um, they are based out of Austin, Texas. Okay. Uh, they have a lot of different faces, but this is probably to me. This is probably the best one. I, I definitely enjoy this. This has, obviously, you know, I'm a Connecticut broadleaf. This actually has a Pennsylvania broadleaf wrapper. Mm. Double dipping. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, Ecuadorian Maduro binder and Ligeros from Esteli. Plus, there's some Ligero in there. Okay. Yeah, some Ligero, definitely. I, I think it's double Ligero. That's what makes. Yeah. All right. So that's what makes it notable. Yeah, definitely. But shout out to Southern Draw, a very small boutique company, but they put out a lot of quality. So. Uh, yeah. And that's what we have here again at 200 Wall Raven Drive, Teaneck, New Jersey. 
A lot of small bets. Shameless plug. So, Conway, what are you? Yeah, what the hell is that? What are you partaking? That that looks a little different. I've never seen. So, (laughs) Rod, shout out to you, man. Like you, 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 you gave me this like about a week ago. Yeah. So it's called a culebra. Put that in the camera so everybody. So yeah, just so you, you, you understand the complexity of what I'm smoking. It's three cigars wrapped up into one. So it's Maduro with like a Habano leaf. A they, Habano so they, they leaf. did like exactly. a barber pole. Yeah. So it's it's like a double dip. They did a barber pole wrap on the Lancero that turned it into a culebra. Exactly. And so yeah. much much like I don't know, man. I be smoking like on the low shit. So last episode, I couldn't give you the breakdown in terms of buying the wrapper filler because it's a new company. They didn't have a website. So this particular cigar that I'm smoking by Fabrica de Cigar. It's Nicaraguan in binder wrapper filler, so I can give you a breakdown um, in terms of like the uh, the region, the region yeah. exactly where it comes from. But I can't give you much more because we have exclusive shit That's where correct. people hit us off with gems, and or, or, or as Asa, God bless the dead, said, we got candy. candy. We, got candy. we got candy here, yo. So it looks crazy, but yo, it is. I've taken like four poles since we fucking oh, you know, actually, lit up. Actually, I, this I shit is it's different, right? Yo, smooth, smooth. flavorful. And that's why I wanted you to have that one. When he, she gave it to me, I was like, yeah, yo, this is the one, this, I'm going to give this one to you. Definitely. Now, I'm going to be sitting here for a minute with this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even after we're done recording, I'm still going to be sitting <laughs> here smoking. Because it, like, it's like it's three cigars wrapped mm-hmm. into one. But definitely, definitely hitting. Definitely hitting. So, with that being said, man, we, we have to jump right into our topics. Um, we only have a half hour. So, best movies in 1984. Jeez. So, we talked about it before. 84, just music, movies, sports, everything was just crazy that particular year. So, Nick, I'm going to let you set it off. What was your movie for 1984 so when, this, when you think of that year? This was definitely hard because, what, I was six years old at the time. Obviously, at six years old, all you're doing is watching TV. Going outside, playing playing sports, come back and watch movies all freaking day and night. So I had to go with one of my favorites. I guess because at the time I was six years old, I had just got into martial arts. And then the Karate Kid came out. And Daniel Sun came out. That movie to me, I must have seen that movie at least 30, 40 times. Sweep the leg. Number times <laughs> you have a problem with that, Mr. Lawrence? Put him in a, Put body, him in a bag, body bag, Johnny. Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> so, Karate Kid is a classic to me. Definitely Mr. Miyagi, you know, when he did the... the All three of them, too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually, the third one was in. Third Second, one was suspect. Yeah, it was a little suspect. Which Second one? one was good. Second one was when they went to Japan. I, they, Taiwan. It, Taiwan, I'm sorry. No, no, it was Japan. It was Osaka. 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 It was yeah, Osaka. Japan. Right. It was Japan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, classic movie to me. Everybody... You can be from the hood, from the suburbs, wherever you had to. Two you was to, dope, though. Two was dope. I liked it. I definitely like. I like the storyline around. But, but um, can't forget Danny Larusso with the knee injury, and then uh, the invisible uh, heated hands that yep, all, yep, all, yep. all of a sudden was like the a magic miracle. hand wrap. <laughs> Big shout out to early gamers in the in the eighties playing Karate Kid on Nintendo, trying mm. to catch the flies with chopsticks. Wow, <laughs> you brought it back. With yeah, that one. you remember that about, though? Yeah, the, and then they had him in the typhoon. Yeah. <laughs> Classic movie stars yeah, with that. But I had to do a notable mention. I was about to ask you because how it's not easy to pick it's one. It's not 84. It was just too many classics. So what was your honorable mention then? I went with uh, Purple Rain. Iconic. I'm, I'm a, you know, I got I to support the light skinned dudes. Iconic. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> oh, of absolutely. And, Ap- and Apollonia, you know. Yo, 
right, we Yo, can, we're, we're gonna go on. way over time. We start. <laughs> but yeah, that Purple Rain was definitely a classic. Definitely a classic. What about you, Colin? I'm gonna go with. Beverly Hills motherfucking cop. I was gonna go with that one too, but yeah, it's hard. Yo, it's a lot to choose from. Now all of those were, were great movies. All the Beverly Hills. Yeah, he, he, yeah, no, like, all of them. But that one there in particular, the set, first one though, set him off. It definitely did. It yeah. definitely did. So his first movie in the '80s, I want to say it was 48 Hours, mm-hmm. but what cemented him as a megastar, yes. not just a movie star, a megastar, yeah. was Beverly Hills Cop. Yo, the one-liners that he had in that fucking movie. Yo, the scene in the strip club. The scene when he got tossed out a fucking window. He was like, yo, the fuck, yo? How am I getting arrested? I got tossed out a motherfucking window. window. Like, what are we talking about here? It's true. You know what I'm saying? Then my man was locked up in jail. And then the officer was like, yo, come here. And he was like, yo, I just ordered a pizza. Yo, can I stay for a little while? (laughs) Wasn't he singing his song in, in the cell? Nah, that was no. You thinking of forty eight hours? That was forty hours. Right? I'm yeah, getting thrown yeah, off. Yeah, what yeah. year did that come out? That was like 82, 81, somewhere around. He there. made his bread in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he no, cemented no. money later yeah, on. No, yeah, the eighties, eighties. Yeah, yeah, like I said, okay, megastar, megastar. And, and I have my my honorable mention. I didn't I didn't tell y'all this about like tell y'all about this beforehand because I wanted to like okay. surprise y'all. Indiana Jones and the motherfucking Temple of Doom. Yo, you were watching that the other day. Where I was. Dude, yo, big shout out to Paramount because like every like two weeks yeah, they show yeah, like yeah. either The Godfather or Indiana Jones yeah, exactly. all day but, long. But, but here's the thing: much like The Godfather, when you look back at it as an adult, yo, Indiana Jones was racist as fuck. <laughs> what? Yo, the way they depicted they depicted uh, the people of India, India. Yeah, in that fucking movie. I just was like, damn. Cover like, your heart, Indy. But, cover your but, heart. Yeah, but that like, was, that was, but <laughs> you were a kid watching it, so it was just it was an action adventure movie. It was just cool. But then as you get older and realize like the implications and the depictions of people in these particular movies, you're just like, damn. And in Temple like of Doom, like they made them look real, them especially look when they had crazy. the shots in the town. Mm-hmm. The shots in the town, not only that, the 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 dining scene. That's okay. When they went yes. to the palace. And they were like, okay, now you're going to have Indian cuisine. They brought out bugs. They brought out snakes. Chimpanzees. And then what was for dinner? Chilled monkey brains. Monkey brain, yep. And the the, uh, Willie was the girl's name. She just was like, yo, can I just get something normal like soup? And they brought her soup, and it was eyeballs in the soup. Yeah, it was like And it was just like, yo. Straight animalistic. Exactly. They made them look like savages. Yo, if anybody that has been to India... Or lives in a, in, a, in a metropolitan area where you have true Indian cuisine. Indian food is slamming. Mm-hmm. I've never been to an Indian restaurant and seen monkey brains or bugs or snakes or eyeballs in a fucking soup. So even though I'm still, as a kid, mm-hmm. love that fucking movie. Yeah. The way they depicted them was fucking horrible, yo. Yeah, but yo, when you look back at it, definitely. Exactly. Right. 84. Hit us. Movie. Let's go. This one was tough. Yeah, yeah. It's always tough. Uh, they were all tough. Yeah. Because like, what's crazy is you just named, you guys all spoke about four movies that hit different. Mm-hmm. So I went definitely with Lil Left because of the, the, imprint, the imprint that this movie left on me. Mm-hmm. This was probably the first horror movie I saw as a child. Mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Before nice. Freddy was Before he became comedic. like a, yeah, before he became like a sideshow yeah. like because, a clown. Yo, but real talk, Freddy's one-liners were funny. <laughs> yeah, they they were. They were. But but no. you weren't as afraid in part two, three, four, five, and however many they made. 
part one. Yeah. It was scary Sleep, as shit. Sleepless nights. Hell was scary yeah. as shit. The sure. iconic scene with the glove coming out the, the, the tub. tub. Yeah. yeah. And then yeah. actually the opening scene with a uh, homeboy from La Bamba. Wasn't it homeboy's name? Not not not, not um No, Johnny Depp was in that movie. Was is it Johnny Depp who yeah. got killed in the beginning? Yeah. In so the it was bay. Johnny Depp yeah. that got killed. That was That's Johnny right. Depp. Damn, yeah. look at that. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even remember that part. Yeah, Dude, that was Johnny Depp. Like yeah, elephant. he's the elephant. Yeah. Elephant yeah. brain. Elephant brain. So that scene there had basically two teenagers fucking around in a cabin. Right? If I'm not mistaken, they were in a cabin. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, you know, Johnny Depp ended up getting stabbed the fuck up, dragged all across the ceiling. The ceiling, yeah. All over. The, I mean, who saw something like wow. that before? And then we, us at five, six, and seven yeah, years old. Yeah, looking like, what the fuck, the fuck is this? What is Having this? no business watching that. Yeah, movie. At all. Exactly. At all. That's the thing about 80s babies. It could have been a rated R movie, but we were still watching. Exactly. And I will say this, man. I never, fast. ever wanted to go to anywhere that was named Elm as a kid afterwards. We had Elm Street. Shout out Y.O. Yeah, we Elm had Street. Elm Street. But there was one everywhere, though. And you didn't want to go to Elm Street. Nah. See? <laughs> there, too. Scary movies. Because you get stabbed up in a different way, though. Exactly. <laughs> By a different Freddy. <laughs> Freddy Nico. Facts. Facts, man. But listen, man. It was tough for me to go with Ninth and Elm Street, but like for its iconic stage that it's set for like, an iconic movies. character. Yeah. And, and the iconic character in Freddy Krueger. My yeah. other notable mention was also a blockbuster hit that you might not think it was right now, but mm-hmm. please take listen deep. Ghostbusters was not just like a hit movie. It was a blockbuster yeah. hit. Oh, no, it definitely. Was. Definitely. It the and, characters. And, and a classic New York City movie. Mm-hmm. To it's, the T. show New York City. Yeah. To the T. Yeah, man. Like classic New York movie. Even down to the mayor. Facts. But, not but, giving a fuck. Saying, yeah, exactly. yeah. Facts. The mayor was gangsters <laughs> fucking yes, that was. movie, yo. <laughs> Fucked with the mayor. Yeah. Ghostbusters was a very big hit for the no, 80s. Huge, huge, huge. So, I mean, that was a tough one, you know, and there's many more that came yeah, out. Yeah. We can't even name it. Like nah, Police never. Academy. Cause, cause we'll, we'll be here we'll forever. We'll be here forever, man. There's we'll, so many hits. But those two were I, for my, for, that was me right there. So, let, let's jump into sports, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set it off. Sports moments in 1984. I'm going to set it off with the 1984 NBA draft. So... The NBA became what it was because of its stars. Yes. And David Stern very early on understood that you have to market the stars. Yep. yep. And he just so happened to come in at an era where the star among stars mm-hmm. came in during that year. That draft, and that was yes. Mr. Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Sir. Yes, sir. Big ups there. So And he wasn't number one. No. Mm-hmm. And Paula Ferrelia, motherfuckers of Sam Bowie. <laughs> Sam Bowie was number one. No, I'm no. Kim Olajuwon was number one. Sam Bowie was number two to the Portland Trailblazers because they already had Clyde Drexler. And I always look back on it. Look, I'm not a fucking GM, but Clyde Drexler could have played the three spot at small forward. Imagine, you could have had Michael Jordan at the two. Yeah. It'd, yo, it would have been a wrap. The Trailblazers would have had like a fucking run like the Celtics Dynasty. in the they fucking 50s with yeah. Bill Russell. Who yeah. were the other classic, uh, other Hall of Famers that came out of that draft? So you had Olajuwon mm-hmm. and one. You had Michael Jordan at Three. Three. You had Charles Barkley, I think, yeah. I think at five. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had Chris Mullen later yeah, on in that draft. Wow. Mullen, like, yeah. yeah, like that draft was in. That draft cemented. That cemented the league. The yeah. NBA. Yeah. Because you had, look, Magic and, and, and Larry was still in their prime, but the NBA is always thinking about the next star. Mm-hmm. So when Jordan, Barkley, um, Malone, no, Malone was the next year. I'm sorry, Malone was the next year. He came out with Ewing. Ewing, exactly. But you had Olajuwon, Mullen, Barkley, a lot of the players from the Dream Team uh, in, in the Olympics, mm-hmm. like three or four of them came from that 84 draft yeah. alone. Yeah. So they were set. 
because you had all these stars that like okay when magic and, and, and bird get old these dudes will still just be getting into their prime. in their prime exactly exactly so like best sport moment 84. so i went a little left with this and this is probably something a lot of people don't even remember i didn't to be honest i didn't remember obviously i was probably a little too young when it came out i realized it years later but the soviet olympics yeah, that yeah. was yeah. That when was the big. U.S. won 83 freaking gold medals. The gold rush. Straight gold rush. I mean, obviously, there was reasons for it because I think it was about another 11 countries decided that, you know, yeah, they, they, boycotted, go, yeah. they boycotted and didn't go. But that was definitely an epic moment for, for our country in the Olympics. Um, there was a lot, of, a lot of politics that was involved in that. But uh, that was definitely a big moment. A lot of people don't remember it. But again, 80 freaking three gold gold medals in 84 yeah that's silly that's crazy 83 yeah, 84. 84 yeah yeah definitely, definitely no the gold rush was crazy they that won was, everything yeah that was and whatever they what I mean whatever category was they were winning yeah definitely what about, Rob, you, what about you man so I'm not even gonna stay long on this topic because there's not even there's nothing to say when you especially being a young gamer for me because yeah. I remember playing like the Lakers and Celtics you named earlier like yeah. the Blazers yeah. versus the Bulls that was yeah. the iconic Genesis yeah. Sega games that yeah. were coming out mm. 84 for me was a chip between the Lakers and the Boston Celtics that was a, that was Magic versus Bird Magic versus Bird they was fucking each other are we not talking about the Nori song they was facts <laughs> but do you know they was fucking each other so that's what series, made it dude. so <laughs> iconic for me and that's where I, I started falling in love with basketball yeah. because I didn't realize how a game that's so fast that can you know consists of so many moving parts could also be so physical, physical. back yeah. in the day. Mm -hmm. Couldn't be soft back in the day. You oh. Could not be soft because you know basketball making a shot. There's some etiquette to it. You have mm -hmm. to have you know a soft touch to it. Mm -hmm. well, these guys just elbowing a dude in the teeth and then go fading away for 17 footer like it's nothing. And then just run right back. Run up the right court. back up to do it again. <laughs> 84 between Magic and Bird Watching that iconic exchange Between the respect level Between the two guys definitely. Yeah definitely. Because they would always Give each other daps Before and after the game But yeah. they would go hard In between the minutes Because they understood They definitely talk shit But because they understood That at, at its core The only rival I really have In this league In terms of Talent wise Is the dude across The facts. court from me right yep. now Facts Magic felt that way about Bird And Bird felt that way about facts. Magic Big facts man So that was that for me man I mean, that, that started my love for basketball, to be honest with you. Oh, wow. okay. That series there. Okay. Speaking about love, Ryan, 84, music, your memory. Oh, boy. That what was we, a nice segue. What were right we talking about? Oh, that was a beautiful segue. That was perfect. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. If, if, if life was a dream, it was that segue right there. <laughs> so for me, my, my, <laughs> my 84 music moment has to be Tina Turner. What's love got to do with it? Wow, classic! Shot in New York too. The video. Yes, it was. Oh, I yes, know it was. Okay. Yeah, yes, she it had was. the jean jacket yes, on. She yeah, did. Nice, iconic. Oh, her voice. Like, you, you just. Like, it didn't have to say it was shot in New York. You just know the parks in New York. Facts. She was walking alongside like the fence of like I don't even know what borough she was in, mm. but you know how our parks. Yeah, look. you know they definitely different. Definitely. Yeah, they stand out. They, they definitely, definitely stand they out. They definitely stand the out. same way that. Her vocals stood out yeah. The same way this, the, Everything hit Because it was the perfect 80s beat Everything yeah. But her pain in that song too Was serious So Tina Turner was definitely Yo what's crazy is Everybody has seen the movie Right With Larry Fishburne And Angela Bassett Angela Bassett And Larry Fishburne Should have both won A fucking Oscar for Yeah that they should By the way sure. But I thought Because Larry Fishburne Is a big dude He's not small No he's not And Angela Bassett in, I'm sorry Tina Turner in real life is diesel as fuck. Yes, she is. So growing up, yeah. after seeing that movie, they played that role. Perfect. I didn't know what Ike Turner really looked like. So I'm thinking he's like a big dude, like mm -hmm. Larry Fishburne. Yo, 
Ike Turner was like a cool five yeah. foot six, hundred what? Like a buck forty five, soaking wet. And I'm just not not to say. Look, he's still a man at the end of the day. Yes, absolutely. But you know how at the end of the movie where she whips his ass? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I can see that can really see, happening. Yeah. Yes. Because I'm just like, yo. And bru- more brutal. Yeah. More brutal, too. Because you, it's it's more mental. Like, the when, you, when you're when you abusing somebody like that, there's the physical aspect, obviously, but it's more mental and psychological. And it wasn't until that last, you know, ass whooping that she put on him that she realized, you know what? Fuck you. Mm-hmm. I'm Facts. worth more than you. I, this whole Ike and Tina thing. It's really just about it's, Tina. It's Tina. Yeah. I don't really need you. And I'm going to go bigger and better than she you realized. even imagine. She realized. Yeah. That was, that was and just to show you how tough this was, man, I did have a tough one for me. The other one. Okay. Stevie Wonder. One of the last of the greats, man. Prince yeah. is dead. Michael Jackson is dead. Yeah, he's still here. No. James Brown is dead. No, you just say Yo, he's Rick James is dead. Wait a minute. Stevie's still around. He is. Yeah, yeah, he's still here. He's like the last of the greats. He just said he's leaving the country. Though, so. I mean, I'm not. I mean, even Stevie can see what the fuck's going on in this country. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> but the song of my choice was "I Just Called to Say I Love You." That yeah, that was get, a shit. That, that can get played anywhere. Yeah, all crazy. times, yeah. anywhere. Yeah. So that was tough. But again, just to show you the value of you know the quality of stuff that was coming out in '84. So I'm done, Malik. Please share with the world. I'm gonna be very quick. I'm sticking with my light skinned brother again. Purple rain again. Purple rain. Yeah, you mad racist, son? Yeah, I'm. I'm I gotta stick up for my purple. Y'all be hating on us. I'll give Leek the. I'll give, I'll, give him, I'll give him. I'll give him. I'll give him a shot. Right? Yeah, yeah. Come on. Classic movie. First of all, this was your whole fucking decade. <laughs> Dark skin motherfuckers didn't get no love until the nineties yeah. when Denzel and Wesley brought us exactly. back. That's exactly. true. We was killing. We was killing. But yo, even though Eddie wasn't light either, though. <laughs> no, Eddie was black to the motherfucker. Oh, yeah, according to Rick James, he was the darkest motherfucker he had ever darkness, seen. Darkness. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> but Purple Rain obviously is a classic movie, and when that came out, it changed a lot of shit. And then the soundtrack and just everything was hitting with that movie. So great movie. My honorable mention was a little hard. I had to think about that, but I went a little left, and it was more of a moment, not so much the music. Okay. Do y'all know that that's 84 is when Michael Jackson's hair caught on fire in that Pepsi commercial? Oh, so you went left, left. I went okay. Left, I went left, left. Yeah, that was the Pepsi commercial. Because it was, a, it was a memorable. It was a memorable moment. Music moment. Yeah, for music. A, okay. Musician. MJ yeah. was huge at that time. He was big, and his freaking hair caught on fire. So I had to go with And that's what led to his future with the getting surgery, exactly, plastic surgery, and all that thing. stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's probably what changed his freaking. Lesson learned. Stay away from Jerry Curls. <laughs> <laughs> with pyro, was it? Py- Pyrotechnics. Pyrotechnics. Yeah. Like, come on, you know, you you soaked your head in some alcohol, man. (laughs) Anyway. Put the soul glow down. (laughs) Soul glow. So now, Conway, what was your memorable one? So I'm going to go with the album Diamond Life, Sade. Group Sade. So, So thank you. Because a lot of people, I didn't know that. Yeah, people were like, oh, that's just the woman. Yes, her name is Sade. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, she was born. She was, I believe, born and raised in London, but a family I think is from Nigeria, if mm-hmm. I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the group was actually called Sade. So it was her. It was the background singers. It was the the um, the musicians. You know, the the, the you know, drums, piano, sax, whatever. So that particular album, Smooth Operator, Love oh, Is a Crime, like like there was so many joints, like. I, I still to this day play that straight through. 
I can listen to that album straight through. Yeah. Obviously, best of Sade Day. I play straight through, but a like I do it every Sunday. A majority of those Sade songs Sundays. was from that album, yeah. Diamond Life, and it just so encapsulated, just like a different type of '80s feel. It was that mm. that that smooth, sexy yeah. saxophone yeah, feel. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were talking about this off air. Yeah, we did. I was saying about the, the two like, iconic mm -hmm. instruments, instruments at the, the time: 80s. electric One was guitar and saxophone. It definitely was. So I got, I got an honorable mention though. Once again really? Didn't mention it before mm. We got on So I can be spontaneous with it The Glamour Life Sheila E Yeah Okay So I watched a little Bio joint on her I think it was the What was it called the, Um, They do it on the, Like I can't remember what channel it's on But it's like It's called Unsung Okay. Well, they, 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 they document yeah, yeah they document like certain artists that don't get their shine okay and they did Sheila E so number one didn't know she was out of Cali didn't know that number two I knew she was a drummer but I didn't know how like how nice she yeah, was she was, she she was, was nice serious. nice she did yeah, nice nice so she started off as a drummer and her whole fan so I want I can't remember what her last name is I don't know I don't remember what the E stood for was but it I want to Say again? Wasn't it Easton? No, that's that's Sheena Easton. Sheena Easton, damn. Another man. another artist, not as cool. One. That's a white chick. That so is a white chick. Sheila E, I think, was Mexican American, if I'm not mistaken. She was Mexican. That's right. So it's like a skill. I can't. You know, I'm not even gonna. And that's I, why they. I'm but not that's gonna fucking but, name no, but that's why they probably cut it. Exactly. Also to also save. Exactly. Because yeah. you know she was kind of like racially ambiguous so, or whatever. Yes, you wouldn't know who or what. Exactly. Well, you knew she was fine. That's honest. Because motherfuckers had big That's crushes right. on Sheila E. Fine. That's true. Don't front like y'all didn't. Yes. So, yeah, definitely Sheila E with the glamour life. That was yes. the shit right there. Okay. And what you, and the shit she was talking in the song. Oh, yeah. Like, yo. 84, though? I'm about my paper. Yeah. No, she was. You know what I'm saying? I'm about the glamour like, life. Exactly. I'm about the fur. I'm about the bends. Yeah. I'm about, like, what you bring to the table. Definitely. Ha hasn't definitely. changed till today. Still nah. Going on. Has not. Has not. <laughs> so that brings us to. Our segment entitled What You Rocking With. So, we've had this segment before where each of us will just talk about, you know, what we're rocking with for this particular episode, what we're rocking with this particular day, this particular week. So, Leek, I'm going to let you set it off. What you rocking with? So, <clears throat> I'm going to bring down the mood just a little bit, but I got to represent. So, real quick, yes, I'm from the Bronx, spent a majority of my life in the Bronx, but. Conway and I also grew up in Yonkers, New York. Yo, Yo, what up? Home, home, of, home of the Brave. And we lost probably our most iconic person to come out of Yonkers. Not, yeah. not just iconic to Yonkers, but to hip-hop and to just to music in general. Big time. DMX, the dog. Yeah. That was rough, man. It was rough. You know, obviously, everybody knows, you know, he, he fought a lot of demons throughout his life. That he did. But at the end of the day, he was very inspirational to a lot of people. He definitely when was. When he spoke and when he rapped and when he did his prayers, you felt his spirit. You yeah. felt his energy. You yeah. knew it was coming from a good he place. He talked about God a lot. Yeah. About you didn't God. realize it, though, really, in, yeah. on an album. No. Oh, he always had that prayer in every album. He always had his yeah. prayer. But it kind of went through with his character mm -hmm. like yeah. people didn't like like oh get on him like oh he talks too much about god no, that never came out no. once when it came to him nobody ever called him preachy no you know what they saying? didn't like, that's exactly the point you could tell it was genuine it was definitely it was genuine. coming from a real place definitely genuine and, and i can I'm only imagine struggling with shit and i can only imagine though listening to slipping right now yeah I, i've been saying i'm gonna listen to that in the car one one like on a one rain, day i'm on gonna have to do it day, too. Yeah, just yeah, going yeah. home and just sit there and listen to it that that 
that'll vibe you out. But just rest in peace, man. The ex ex man Earl Simmons, and um, you know he definitely changed music. He was one of the biggest, uh, highest selling hip hop artists ever. Yeah, man. came out with two albums in in one year. Two multi platinum, two multi platinum ones. Yeah, exactly. And man. he changed hip hop. Yeah, man. Because and the style of hip hop he came out with didn't exist. And I've met him before, and you meet him in person. He's the freaking. He was the coolest fucking dude, man. Really, really good guy, man. Seeing so, him in studio was interesting yeah, too. Definitely, definitely. All that energy that you see, it was real. That was real. That it was, was real. That was. Him, I remember man. seeing him up in vacant lot a couple times yeah, when he man. was there. There. So rest in peace to to the dog, man. X. Definitely, definitely. So. Yeah, kind what, of, what yeah. I'm what I'm yeah. what I'm rocking with this week, man. So we talked about this particular individual um, when I mentioned Beverly Hills Cop. So Eddie Murphy, just an icon through the '80s in general. But and and this wasn't a movie that came out in the '80s, but because this, he because his stardom was cemented in the '80s, yeah, I feel like success. it was only right. Yeah, the movie Boomerang. So it was on a couple weeks ago. So I'm watching it. And for those that don't don't know, Boomerang, he was uh, an ad exec, and he was like a high-powered ad exec, and he worked at this particular uh, ad agency, and he was the not just the star of the movie, he was the executive producer of the movie. So he had a lot of, obviously, power in terms of what happened with the casting. Correct. And, I, and looking at it through the eyes of 2021, I'm watching the movie, and I realized as he walks through his office, not only the janitor... Not only the secretary, not only the middle management, not only the execs, not only the boss, not only the... Like, every single person in that ad agency, black woman or man. And I'm sitting there like, like, holy shit. In I think that movie came out like in 92. Came out in 92. Yeah. His power to say... I want to in employ, Hollywood. In Hollywood, exactly. Facts. I want to employ yeah. our people. Facts. Especially at that time. He yeah. doesn't get the recognition he deserves in terms of looking out for. He put on Chris Rock. I was, was about his, to say, how many his big first name actors or actresses were Martin Lawrence Martin was in that Keep movie. going. David Allen Greer was in Keep that going. movie. Keep going. Robin Givens was in that Keep movie. Keep going. Grace Jones was in Keep that movie. Keep going. Tisha Campbell was in Keep that going. movie. Keep going. John Witherspoon was Keep in that going. movie. Keep going. Halle Berry was That's, in that yo, movie. Yo, come on. Yo, he, yo. That's a lot of names right yeah, there, guys. The, 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 the way he, look, Abraham Lincoln had this quote about people with power and using that power. You know, it's good to have it. That's cool. But it's what you do with it. Absolutely. And what he did with it was empower his people. So shout out Eddie Murphy. That's who I'm rocking with this week. Yes, sir. That was big. Right. What about you? So keeping it 80s, man, just because of how it went earlier tonight when we were prepping for today. My honorable mention is Spotify's 80s hits list. (laughs) (laughs) Because real talk, that shit got us in the mood today when we was recorded. That's what you're rocking with? That's exactly. Because, listen, music is such a beautiful thing. The movies are a beautiful thing. It takes you back to a time and place. You can honestly listen to songs or watch a movie and remember where you were when you saw it or where you were when you listened to it the first time. So listening to Spotify's 80s hits today took me back yeah. 30 some odd years. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? and it doesn't seem like it's 30 it, years ago. That's the crazy that's part. That's the man. sad part to yeah. it. Like it. But it really was that long yeah. ago. 
Yeah. And they took us back, put us right in a place where it felt like I was a kid again listening to the movies on the radio. I mean, to the songs that, on the radio. And that's what got us ready to record. We were like, yo, let's do it, yo. Facts. And how all those songs took you back to movies that you heard. Exactly. Those songs yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So big ups is, you know, Spotify playlist. Also, you know, you can catch SNA Live podcast on Spotify as well. There you go. So I mean Big ups to Spotify Shameless plug Shameless plug But that's what I'm rocking with On this segment Cool cool And on that note It's a wrap for this episode We appreciate you joining us On this journey This season as previously said You can find us on One Institution Media's platform As we have officially joined The OIM family You can also still hit us up On our social media pages Including Instagram At SNA Live Podcast For your questions And feedback And in words of Shirley Chisholm. If they don't give you a seat at the table, bring a folding chair. We out. Peace. You have just listened to the SNA Live experience. We want to thank you for tuning in with us. We'll be back with another episode. Go.